If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Bevel. Statistics say that the people who take on New Year's resolutions very rarely actually succeed in meeting their goals. So why don't you let Bevel this year do all the heavy lifting for you so that you can meet this one simple goal, and that's a clean and bump-free shave. Bevel is dermatologist approved and proven to prevent and reduce razor bumps so that your skin is the least of your worries in 2017, and God knows we have enough. Enjoy the first month of your Bevel subscription for free by going to getbevel.com slash friendzone. It's actually on us at the friend zone this time. That's getbevel.com slash friendzone to start shaving smarter today. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. Whoa, 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 the ring didn't mean a thing, oh. Whoa, 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 the ring didn't mean a thing, oh. Whoa, 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 What's really racking as marriages, fake carriages, y'all niggas is just savages. I don't understand why y'all put this shit in our face on TV every week like it's a fucking race. Y'all shit just don't last because y'all niggas trash. Get married for the one reasons, your shit only lasts a season. The ring didn't mean a thing, just like I said in the beginning. That's new, new. Make my own rules <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> my verb tools. <laughs> That's words I use <laughs> to make sense. <laughs> that don't make <laughs> like Trump pants. <laughs> uh, let them marinate. Uh. The mic drop. Yeah. I was feeling the ring didn't mean a thing. I don't know why. I don't but know. I just wh- went with it. You know, because the, the ring didn't mean a thing. Mm-hmm. But at the time, she didn't know she had, was, she had greater coming. We knew. Marlo told us. Oh, speaking of Marlo. Can we do? Welcome to the Friend Zone, <laughs> your weekly look you into all things Marlo's mental health, mental episode. wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't. <laughs> Uh, my name is Dustin. Asante is sitting across from me directly, Yo. and Fran is a little bit catty cornered to my left, <laughs> looking amazing and, and yeah, snuggly. Right. <laughs> she I looks look great. crazy right now. Still looking like Cuba is just laying on her, looking beautiful. <laughs> Got a glow. In the glow of love. <laughs> 
Gonna let you know you move me. Yeah. I like What's that. What's going on? So I hate to be that friend, but what you bring us back? <laughs> <laughs> Two Cuban men waiting for you outside. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Where they at, though? No. I got to work in the morning. <laughs> I you spit out your water. Sorry that I sound like this, you guys. I know I sound terrible. What is this, the bad sound episode? <laughs> we sound I'm just not dragged and on. tired. Damn. I'm just coming from the airport, though. But we knocking this airport this airport out. <laughs> we, knocking we knocking this, this airport out. out. That's right. Right? We I'm just coming from the it. MTA. I literally, this has been the craziest transit week for me in like ever since I've lived in New York. I saw this two week? fights this week, mm. and today is only Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen two fist fights. What? Um, I've been a sick passenger. I've seen a sick passenger. Mm. And today there was just rant. I don't know what we were waiting on. The, the conductor kept telling somebody to get off the damn train. I don't know what was going on, but it was all at 59th Street. 59th Street is fucked up. And I think it's because it's 10 numbers off. I'm mad I sat there like, wait. Till they came together (laughs) right now. Okay. What's going on, y'all? Pardon if we're a little bit all over the place. We're loopy. Right. Loopy. (laughs) So how was your weekend? It was great. You know, I've been doing a lot of planning. I have some really cool things coming up. Yeah. You know, the Sunday sessions at Pompeii are coming along nicely. A lot of great people reaching out. I've also been to doing office hours at Pompet. So if you're creative in Harlem, come see me on Wednesdays from 12 to 5. It was not going to be this week, but luckily it's going to happen this week. So if you're listening today and you're like, I ain't got shit to do from 12 to 5, come see me at Pompet if you have questions about stuff. That's on 420 Malcolm X Boulevard, the backstore. So just let me know if you have any questions about that. Also reach out an email. And yeah, also look out for some really cool video things I have coming up on Twitter too, because we're going to bring back the art of music videos. Ooh. Friend, you got any more church announcements? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, Look, I, I knocked it out now. So when it's it time out. to go, it's time to go. Okay. <laughs> well, let's get into last week's episode. You guys really enjoyed the dopamine conversation. Got the dopamine. It was one of our fastest growing episodes, which is pretty exciting. As always, you guys had amazing things to share about our conversation. Who wants to go first on what they found? Asante. Asante. <laughs> you know, naturally. Oh, did you see that somebody tweeted us um, with Vaughn Leroy had tweeted that video where we were talking about stuff uh, pertaining to this? Uh, I actually got tagged to a lot mm-hmm. of different yeah. like articles, videos. It seems like someone was saying it's funny how you won't know what dopamine means and then once you learn what it means, now you're seeing it everywhere. 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 Yep. So I think everyone was experiencing that this week. The dopamine is doping me. Okay. <laughs> um, outside of that, on the email, I have one from Malika. It says, happy 2017, lovelies. I have, I'm sorry for, for this episode. It was so on point. I never knew there was a name for it, but yes, there is an addictive anticipation and adrenaline when it comes to things like checking your phone. It is so bizarre. For the past weeks, I've been refreshing my CUNY first page for my grades like a mad woman. I tell myself, Malika, just wait until such and such at the end of the week. There's no point in checking every single day, especially since it's the holiday season. But nonetheless, I would check every single day, multiple times a day, actually. I realized I was doing this out of pure boredom, and it was ultimately extracting all the joy out of getting my grades in the first place. When I finally did get my grades back, 3.925 GPA, yes. Damn. (laughs) It didn't even feel exciting or how I thought it was supposed to. I told myself, well, grades don't define who you are. Knowing damn well I worked hard and should get what I gave. 
listening to this episode helped me realize that, yes, the constant chase is becoming more desirable than the real results. It's insane, but it's just another habit that can be undone. I'm so glad I started to listen to you guys last year, and I wish you all progression. Thank you. Thank you. Um, mine is actually a tweet that I got tagged to by <laughs> someone named, by a beautiful young lady named Lextopia on Twitter. She actually posted a screenshot of an app she uses and suggested for people called Moment. Hope I'm saying, yeah, Moment, the Moment app. And apparently Ooh. it's a screen time tracker. So it will tell you at the end of the day how many times <laughs> how many times you picked up your phone and how much how many uh, hours of screen time you actually had. And she posted a screenshot of her results and it had like a hundred I think she had picked it up a hundred and five times and had seven hours of screen time that day. Mm. And I think if you are trying to interfere with your dopamine loop, actually seeing the raw numbers of how much you're interacting with your phone can be a cool way to try to be like, okay, well, how can I lessen this number? So I think that's a cool app for us to all download since we all were pretty affected by that episode. Dustin, <laughs> after the episode, he was trying not to check his phone mm -hmm. for hours. <laughs> I was I like, was. what's wrong? He was like, I just don't want to join the dopamine. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to touch my phone. I felt like I was going to burn myself. <laughs> Um, okay, so y'all know I'm always in these streets. In these streets. Cut it. And so <laughs> this week, uh, I found a couple tweets that like made me feel good about myself because this had been a rough week. So I want to give a shout out to uh, at underscore just Denver. That's my homeboy Denver in L.A. who tweeted that Brandy is in my timeline every day. And it's never about music. Never. I, come uh, on. Come on. I also would like to give a shout out to at I tweet yo ho do. Um, the sneaky deacon <laughs> who tweeted that uh, when she go to the bathroom, so you call her when she goes to the bathroom. So you call her phone to see what cute emojis you got by your name. And then it's a screenshot. Now, Asante, I want you to read oh what my God. she has his phone number saved as. Please read that. Charles bitch ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. You know what? I'm gonna have to get into that. For the people that don't deserve emojis, they just yeah. go ahead and get the full the full yeah. deal. <laughs> so shout out to that tweet because I thought that that was hilarious. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Kiara uh, at your own love one y o u r o w n l o v e the number one who was kind and gentle and such a sweet soul uh, and sent us the vine of cuter than you <sighs> saying play 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 it one more time for the people thank you so much for finding that for us <laughs> and our last tweet that i would like to feature comes from and i mean now this was at what i like to call a doozy of a tweet okay this tweet comes from uh, asterisk, 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 Mikey at B underscore nerd. The tweet says, oh y'all, I mean, this is a good one, y'all. Oh, my God. The tweet says, me, when I saw the Chipotle server give the lady in front of me a pinch of cheese when she said extra cheese. <laughs> and this is how he responded to the Chipotle server. Are you guys ready for this? Because, I mean, this one is really going to do it for you. I'm telling you. Okay. You do it to her. You do it to me. <laughs> you don't have permission. 
to disrespect me. Are we clear? Oh my God! What? Thank you very much. That Yanla? Yes. <laughs> he had a clip of Yanla from her <laughs> "Fix My Life" television show, telling someone, "If you do, do it, it to her, you do it. You'll do it to me, <laughs> and you don't have permission to disrespect me." Are we clear? <laughs> That's what he said to the child. Because he saw her give her a pinch of cheese when she asked for extra cheese. And those are the tweets that were in the streets this week. Let's get to it, y'all. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into this week's show. So, actually, this is so interesting because I had wanted to start asking our listeners to start giving suggestions for the hot button issue at, mm-hmm. so that we can kind of tap into their thoughts and what they want, had questions about, wanted to share. But we just hadn't announced it yet. And then someone named The Barry on Twitter, that's spelled mm. T-H-E-E-B-A-R-I-I, I believe, yeah, I right? You, yeah. We saw it, too. Uh-huh. He asked a really great question. So I was like, you know what? He just prompted me to make this more of a thing of you guys asking us. Just And obviously, this is not the listener letter. <laughs> listener letter. What is it? Asking for a friend. It's not asking for a friend because that's a little more drawn out, a little more personal. But if you just tweet us just one quick question about something that's on your mind, we can start making that the hot button issue at least once a month and kind of giving you guys a spotlight. Here, here. So his question to us, based on the mashup episode with Crystal and Fury, was based on our responses about our you know careers and our goals. He asked, "Do you think that you have to suffer to be successful? Does it go hand in hand? Is there no other way around it? Like you just that's something that goes with being successful and comes with you know um, achieving your goals and and being rich and like you have to have because I guess he was listening to our stories about pawning." Our laptops, having to move back in with our parents, being hungry some days, you know, this career crashing and burning and then you having to try a new one or for me getting fired. Like, I guess he was like, that's a lot of suffering. And he seems young. So I know he was probably like, damn, am I going to have to go through all this shit just to be a successful person? Like, is that just the, the route? So I thought that was a really interesting question. And I thought, what would the guys think of this? What do you guys think? Do you have to suffer to be successful? Asante. <laughs> <laughs> Come um, on, Asante question. You know mark. what? <laughs> I was actually just talking to my barber today. You know, shout out to him. About how crazy it is that in order for you to become like a really good problem solver, you have to experience a lot of problems. Like that's how you become quicker. So I've always just looked at it as because we deal with so much of what, you know, whatever much is for us. Um, it, it makes us better moving forward and what we want. So moving to New York, it was just a very unique decision, you know, for I feel like everybody's going to have to go wherever their path leads them. And, and it's not always going to be hard per se, but I think when you're just really comfortable in a lot of different areas in your life, it doesn't lead things to be interesting. You might not necessarily be growing. Like you might have reached like a plateau. So I, I hate to say that you have to suffer to to feel anything but it's almost like growing pains you know when you were younger and your bones were hurting and stuff from you know working out and running around and stuff and but you're getting stronger over time it's like there was something to that you know there's something to um the dirt that we leave you know we grow from it people being able to come back from scandals stuff like that so um i just really don't know how to to work properly 
that it's not necessarily suffering, but there is something um, there is something to friction having friction causing growth. Have you ever met someone that didn't have a backstory that was toxic or complex or struggly? <laughs> have you met someone who's reached their potential and just had kind of like a smooth path to it? Mm-hmm. You have? Because mm-hmm. I never, I was start. you know, obviously that question got me thinking about the people I know. And I don't know anyone that's had just like a very smooth coasting life. I do, but the the difference though, and the the reason that they're so rare is because their parents worked really, really hard to make sure that while they did not have to experience like hardship or struggle, they understood the importance of like working toward a goal, and they understood that feeling of reward or accomplishment after mm. you have, you know, seen something through to completion. Right. And that their parents really worked hard to to get that into their, I guess their 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 thought process or the way that they view things and challenges or tasks. And so they've been able to be successful. They happen to come from a very, you know, great, um, almost um, dreamy set of circumstances. You know what I mean? And they just things just literally worked out well for them. But they're not they're not um, unaware. They're not not they're not, um, you know, detached from reality, from what's going on now. Very sensible. They just did not have a hard time in life. And I that's believe, yeah, I literally no, no one like that. Yeah, I believe that that's actually the way that it should be. Mm-hmm. I think that we're, we are um, desensitized so far past what we should be that we actually have begun to believe that that's the only way that things can be. True. And mm-hmm. I think that um, there is something that is character building when you're going through a struggle or when you're experiencing hardship, like I said before. And understanding like strategy and how to come up with a plan and solutions, all of those things can come from having those types of experiences. But I would like to believe in my heart that it's not necessary because I just don't believe that things are always supposed to be fucked up. Right. I don't. I don't think that they, they, they have to be bad in order to get good. And ideally, I, I, I just think it's like anything else. If you do the work on your end, then maybe you can make it better for the next person that comes after you. I just think if everybody did that, then we could eliminate, like, a lot of bullshit. Mm. I like that. I agree with that. Yeah, and for a long time, there were, like, a lot of Buddhist sayings that would be, like, life is suffering, and it would kind of make me feel like, well... (laughs) Let me get up from here. (laughs) If they agree, you know what I mean? It It almost gave me permission to step into that reality as if it was truth. But now I'm starting to see that, like you said, Dustin, it's not is that we have gone so far into pain yeah. and struggling and all that that we almost get you what's that song there was something like um people get addicted to a certain kind of pain i forget what that song go gotier do you remember gotier anyway vaguely <laughs> he had a song about that how you can get addicted to a certain kind of suffering him and kimbra that yes okay right I think I can't remember the name. That's the I homework. That's that handbag with them Y, them <laughs> cubic Y's See, all over them. What's that she, line called? Go, it's go, go to yay, go to, I don't know. And when she first said go to yay, go yay, that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know why I kept thinking about Jimmy Cozy. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, that's not what Jimmy she said. Jimmy Cozy? <laughs> wow, you I was trying to stop. I was like, that's not what she's talking Wrong about. Wrong one. <laughs> um, no, but I, one thing I will say. Because I do think it's sad. I'm like, damn, do you have to suffer? Because I don't know very many people that haven't. But I will say this. I also think that suffering is relative. Yes. And 
Because there are things that I know if I had gone through them back then, I may not have known how to process it. And the reaction to what happens is what decides whether it's mm. suffering or not. True. If that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Right? So I think problems, things that happen, the you know, the causes, I don't think they have a a a, char- a charge. And I mean, when I say charge, I mean like a literal charge, like your phone. Like, I think they don't have anything, no feeling, no charge, but it's what you absorb it as that decides what it becomes in your life. So I think when I was younger, because I didn't have the tools to relax and process and be like, okay, why is this happening? It's cool. You're going to get through it. Everything was suffering. And so I was always an emotional wreck. But now I can get hit with the same, you know, plateaus like you were saying Asante or the same um circumstances back then and now I can kind of sit in the awareness of what it means right. breathe it out yep. and suddenly what was supposed to be suffering just kind of washes past me a lot quicker so I don't so for Barry <laughs> who I don't want you to feel scared <laughs> like damn am I gonna have to go through all this shit I don't think you I think the great part is that you're listening to us who have gone through all this shit and that doesn't mean that you will avoid it, but it means that now you kind of can not brace yourself. I don't want to say that because that sounds so negative, right. but more so like prepare yourself, prepare yourself. Yeah. And we're giving you the tools on how we were able to overcome it so that you can start building that toolbox that maybe we didn't have the opportunity to build and weren't guided on how to build. But now you listen to us weekly and all the other great shows that are giving mental health tips and just life tips. And you know how to do it. You know how to process those things. So when, you know, if you do get to a financial point where you're like, damn, do I have to pawn this? You'd be like, whatever. Crystal did that shit. And look where she's at. (laughs) Right. Like Jay-Z said, Hove did that. So hopefully you don't have to go through that. (laughs) That's real. Come on. (laughs) So I think, you know, like I said, I don't want you to feel disenchanted by the beauty of all that life has to offer. But there are going to be some hard parts. And I Real think, it's, yeah, ooh, listen, <laughs> but it's all in the processing. That's right. Because right? like for everything hard that's happened, you you can look back and say you made it through. Yeah. Like that's that is one thing I will always take with me. And I hate to be like, yeah, you know, hard shit does happen. But it's like the reality is hard shit just happens. And it's up to you about how hard it's going to be. Right. And in that moment, it can either, it's going to be something really hard. But think about how you just made it through the ones in the past and it might make it a little bit easier. And one thing that Dustin actually said last week in the dopamine episode that I absolutely loved was that you were like, I've already walked through the fire. I've already done all of that, processed it, and I'm ready to not suffer anymore. Like, I'm ready to just be happy, do Mm -hmm. what I got to do, work on my craft, get to where I'm trying to go, and you're done. And I love that feeling because I feel like that's what I am right now. You know what I really wanted to say? What? I'm on my merry shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying no more. That's what I wanted to do, but I didn't. I feel like I did a better job last week, so thank you, friend. But I feel the same way. Like, I think I've gotten a big chunk. Well, maybe I shouldn't jinx it, but I think I've gotten a big chunk of my life lessons out the way. I'm sure there are a few more on the way. But for the most part... um, knowing like we mentioned last week about the difference between enlightenment it's just like awareness it's it's knowing it's knowing what's happening and knowing how to fix it and be more of a machine that can kind of attack those things that are meant to bring you down when hallelujah you, when you're supposed, 
<laughs> when you're supposed to be thriving, we're supposed to be thriving. Yes, God. <laughs> yes, God. <laughs> we don't want no struggles in the house, God. Okay. What Kelly Price said. We want said. to chill. Kelly Price. We want to chill. <laughs> Get your black ass. Kelly Price. Sing this song. Don't start a Sunday. <laughs> Please don't start. <laughs> the one legendary. Anyway, friends. So, what what's so what's your final <clears throat> takeaway for someone like the Barry, who is young and hopeful? Stay just like and that. Bushy stay tail. like that. Stay young. Stay hopeful. Fuck what everybody is telling you about the bad stuff. Just stay hopeful. Stay bright. Keep trying. Keep taking on new things and new ventures and stepping outside of what you normally do. Go against everything that everybody ever told you in the safe ways. Not the real shit. Like, still say no to drugs and shit like that. But, like, you know, try it. Push the envelope. Not drugs. Try, you know, <laughs> try, like, try you know, the say, good, we, we you know, go. yeah. <laughs> Take risks. Well, damn, I guess it's not even like, you know what I'm trying to say, man. You old enough, hell. So, but just, you know, do those things and challenge yourself, man, and stay hopeful because being negative is not what life is about. It's not all about doom and gloom. In your 20s, you're going to have some of the best, most memorable days of your life, and they will be truly good times. So just be open to that and keep a positive attitude, and I promise you will be successful as long as you stay focused and listen to Mary J. Blige and like all the stuff I like. Because I've been doing okay so far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you say like all the stuff I like. Cash doll. Like Cash doll. Like <laughs> Nike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nene. Not Nene. Oh <laughs> what about you, Asante? What's your final takeaway? Um, You know, like everything that Dustin likes. You Thank know. you. See? <laughs> See? Prophecy. Terrible advice today. Prophecy. <laughs> I, I know, especially after you talk about pushing the envelope and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Not being perverted. Now. No, you know. <laughs> um, just back to perspective. Everything really focuses on perspective. You know, how you view things. If it's a problem, you can really stop and say, okay, is this a problem? And if so, what is the problem? And you can take that problem and you can really turn it around on its damn self. And then you don't have a problem anymore because I spent a lot of my life being very happy-go-lucky because problems that would come my way, I would, like, really do the Heisman on them. Like, like okay, and, like, really finagle them around me. So, you know, you are going to be young, and it's really going to focus on perspective, like what the problem is for certain things. Like, I remember having an event and thinking one thing was wrong, but, like, eight, triple acing it in another area, it kind of goes back to the dopamine loop, the young lady getting her grades back. And it was great grades, but she was like, she couldn't even enjoy the fact that they were great because she spent so much time, you know, stressing over them. I thought so, she said getting her braids back, which still would have made sense. Those two, because, you know, if you sit for a long ass time it, doing yeah. some damn braids, you stress on if they're going to be, they're going to look right, they're going to be tight enough. But, you know, Ooh, however they come did you out. you see that girl scalp bleeding? The uh, picture that was going around? Uh, 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 I'm going to show it to you. I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead. Uh, her, mm. shit, her head looked like pomegranate around the edge. No. <laughs> Go <okay>. ahead. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do in that particular situation, but it's like popping the Mentos and really just reevaluating what's going on and how you're going to move forward. So that's what life is really all about. It's not to say that you're going to have a lot of problems, but when problems do come up, you know, how you fix them is really what's going to tell how you move forward. Asante just ages himself like shit. It's like popping the Mentos. Ooh, I know the fresh the, maker. Do you remember all that? the young kids are like, what's that? Yeah. 
Them Bring it back. <laughs> eat all the pink. If you get the if you get the fruit pack <laughs> with all the different flavors, eat all the pink ones. Or they take the shortcut. Yeah, and get the red. You know they got Mentos, whole rolls of pink ones now. Oh yeah. shit! Those Heaven. are the only ones I would Heaven. pick out. <laughs> Mentos, if you're listening, I'll pop a Mentos and do a commercial now. I I've sure had some ideas. What was the song? <laughs> Mentos. Mentos fresher. Um, fresh. Mentos fresher with uh, damn fresh Mentos, makes better. The f- fresh maker. <laughs> I just remember that's Mentos how it ended. Mentos breath. Uh, Mentos fresher. Fresher breath. Mentos. 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 Fuck. You know what? This maker. is like that game that they played on <laughs> Ellen. Hilarious. Do you remember yeah. that show, that, that game they played on Ellen's show? I know who wasn't playing it. All I know is, <laughs> no, look, listen. <laughs> <laughs> the fact I know you. You're provided! <laughs> but listen, no. That game, you need to, I need to find this for you. We need to host that game that they do on there. Shake the titties and face. No, listen. <laughs> Ellen oh, be trying to get people to sing the lyrics, good. and when they don't know the words. Oh, she, yes. We need to host that shit. Wait, because... I want to go on. You remember Don't Forget the Lyrics with Wayne Brady? Oh, my God, they yes. used to come on Fox yes. like on Saturday. Yes. Well, it was like ABC or something. To go. But it, it may have been NBC. The no, point ABC. is, it came on network television on like a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yes, and people had to like fill it, like fill in the blanks of lyrics of songs. But it was like classic rock. All those, it was like mom music. And I know all them songs. It was like Elton John. All the shit I know. Mom music. I'm like, damn, y'all. Let me get up there. It's and like Biddy and the Jets. I would kill it. Yes. Anyway, so just want to put that ahead. we need to host right. that. You right. You right. You was right. We need to host that. Ella was doing that shit. I was like, that need to be us. It does. The lady could know. Us. The old lady didn't know the Spice uh, Girls lyrics. I was like, come oh on, my lady. god! If you want to be my lover, you gotta give <laughs> with my. Get get who don't know it. that? But when we were doing the Mentos thing just now, it felt like that game. Yeah, uh, but we uh, would have uh, lost. We would have been in the. the no, thing. I would. It would have came to me. You know, I got that fight or flight shit out of it. Like Mentos, fresh and fresh gets better with life. Mentos. It, was, it just would have popped in my head. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so crazy. I'm literally sitting here just watching y'all. Well, friend, what's your takeaway? Yeah, friend. (laughs) From Mentos to Ellen to what's my takeaway? Um, So I just feel (laughs) no. I think you know. I it's man, it's tricky because obviously this is just my perspective, but I think you know the suffering. Yes, it may happen. But it's just oil for your machine, so your machine can move way smoother the older you get. And I do honestly believe, because of how my life has shifted, that the suffering does end at one point. You know, it just does. Hallelujah! And and in no way means that life is going to be perfect. I don't think that that is Mm. realistic. But But it just means that there's a point where life will just be great. And the greatness will outweigh a lot of the heavier parts and you can kind of like deal with them a little bit better because you're just going to be happy as shit. That's right. And you'll be like, ah, it's all right. That's real. Been through worse. When you think about people who, and people, I know for a fact that people feel this way about you, friend. When you think about people who um, just represent people that have it together, like in your eye, for me, they've always had like a sense of calm or sereneness you know, to the way that they move and, and just true. being graceful and well, settled, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's almost it's almost like they figured something out, you know what I mean, that you haven't yet, and they're so patient with you, even in conversation. And you know I am, like, <laughs> on 20. And so sometimes, like, when I talk to you or other people, I just, like, I'm settled and I chill. Oh, I love even that. Even my, my voice even gets lower. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it does. So that's just important, you know, and so... 
it was just like what made me think about that was how you were saying that it's just for oiling your machine That's all to it be is. better the older that you get. Mm-hmm. I know that people talk shit about, you know, figuring it out the older you get, but you do really develop some wisdom as you age and experience things, both good and bad. You really do know more the older that you get. It's really true. I hated adults. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hated them. I hated it when they said bad shit about teenagers, and I hated it when they said shit about when you get older, you'll realize you that would piss me but off. now, looking back. I'm Lil like, Uzi Vert. You was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> shit. You was right and I was wrong. And I actually suggest um, pick you guys picking up a book called Meditation by Osho. Um, it's one of my favorites because... The op- the intro to it alone says, if you think meditation is sitting in an uncomfortable position with your leg behind your neck <laughs> while trying to keep a, keep a calm face, then this book is not for you. <laughs> <laughs> and he was basically saying he wanted to create meditations for the faster paced, faster moving life. People that don't have time to sit on a cushion or, you know, visit an ashram or go and meditate somewhere for 20, 30 minutes. He was like, I want you to just be able to close your eyes when you need to and get that and tap into that same feeling of peace and knowing how to make your machine, your mind, tap into that as needed without it having to look like something, without having to be a room or a place or a class or a location, but you just being the location yourself. Mm. And I just thought that that was so profound and he created a whole book and it's it's about active meditations as he puts it and i just love it because i think for this day and age especially talking about the dopamine loop last week you know you have to get those moments of peace where you can where you can fit them in you sure do (laughs) i ain't lying y'all for real because shit will have you on the edge for real listen you have to take five you have to learn how to when when that when that heat in your body kicks mm-hmm. in, where you want to be like not the irrational. good heat, no, no, <laughs> you know, no, when you feel the irrational heat, the nerves, the attack, the panic, the worry, knowing how to calm that down, like, woo, listen, danger, danger, Will Robinson, That's what you should be <laughs> definitely with. grab that Osho book though. I promise you, it will be so helpful. And even if you um, get a chance, the I think the video I made about how I incorporate meditation in three different ways on my YouTube channel. I personally think it was a really good video. The information is really valuable, and I think it fits well for, like, contemporary times, you know, for people that are on the go, on the run, in the loop, and how to kind of, like, figure out how to stay calm and and calm that anxiety down. So that's it for this week's Hot Button Issue. Uh, You know why I let one more thing about meditation that's, that's great? Mm-hmm. You know, it's for people that really want to be left alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I mean, if you're yeah. a motherfucker who just wants people to leave you the fuck alone, start meditating. It's true. Then you have an automatic excuse on a petty note. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, to get no. people to fuck up out your face. Hey, 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 hey! I'm meditating. <laughs> like you when know, Safari was perfect. trying to pray. Yeah, he was meditating. Oh, she when she after she hit the girl with the flowers. And oh, Safari. So oh, well. Oh, well. I, I'm bright. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it's just a, a way to give your your mind a break. That's really all it is. And I think we can all agree that that's extremely helpful <laughs> for the way the world is set up today. Okay. 
Otherwise, you'd be like Kim Burrell, fat and boozy. Listen, don't let me Fat and boozy. Don't let me get the secret so I can become the location and meditate on the train. I'm telling you, become the location. And let Osha help you do it. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is also brought to you by Casper Mattresses. The Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. I have been sleeping so well on my Casper mattress that I've been thinking clear and free, and I was able to quit my job. Now, I'm saying you need to buy this mattress because it's going to help you quit your job. I'm saying you're going to get better sleep. You're going to think a lot better. You're going to feel a lot better. You're going to make better decisions. So go on ahead and make a great decision and get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com friend and use offer code friend. That's www.casper.com friend and use offer code friend. Free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. Terms and conditions apply, and that's casper.com slash friend, and use offer code to get $50 towards any mattress purchase today. That's offer code friend. Casper mattresses. Everything you need for the best sleep ever. So let's jump into this week's wellness segment. I'm congested. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 well. The irony (laughs) of him being congested. I got to sample it. Where's my backup track this week? (laughs) (laughs) I need backing vocals this week. (laughs) Look, I'm over here. There you got it, friend. (laughs) (laughs) So as a lot of you know who follow me on social media, you will see that I was in Cuba this Cuba? week, right? Cuba? And I'm actually just getting back, like I said earlier. I got a lot of inquiries and questions asking, friend, why are you in Cuba? How the hell did you get to Cuba? And how can I be there too? So I wanted, you know, being that traveling to me is a very big part of wellness and relaxing and remembering that the world is a way bigger place than your local world that is making you feel overwhelmed. You know, I've been very stressed the past couple weeks. So when the uh, trip to Cuba came my way, I was like, I don't have time to go to Cuba. That was the first thing I said. And I was like, it's the first week of the new year. I have, like, my tour to worry about. We have a friend zone tour to worry about. Just a lot of other projects on top of that. I didn't see how I was going to fit. But something in my spirit was like, there's always time to go away. Like, you have to make it fit. You should be a priority over everything. Um, Granted, I technically still went for work because we were there as media and digital influencers to to help bring tourism to Cuba. But getting to work and enjoy a beautiful island is not a a bad deal. Tell the truth, friend. Y'all was filming a reality show, and it was the season finale trip. (laughs) Could you imagine (laughs) We're going to Cuba. <laughs> Cuba! <laughs> <laughs> then Tammy running through the street oh beating God. somebody up. We're going to Cuba. <laughs> Hitting somebody with a 57 Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to tell you guys about Crush Global. It's a company that a friend of mine by the name of Kristen Braswell, uh, this black-owned business, you guys. Is this the black business of the week, too? Hey, mashup. Hey, hey. you got a two-for-one deal tonight. Right. So I want you guys to check out www.crushglobaltravel.com. Um, I, like I said, my friend Kristen Braswell, she is a travel writer and producer. I actually met her when I, I think this was like four or five years back. She was producing um, a docu-series I was working on with Cheska Lee and Cipriana Kwan for um, Carol's daughter Mm -hmm. at the time. 
And she and I remember being so fascinated by her because she was a woman and she was like directing, producing and editing. And she was calling all the shots on set with the lighting. And I was like, wow, look at this amazing black woman just like knowing how to do absolutely everything that had to do with this docuseries. Like there was nothing that went over or under her head, you know, and I just was I love women like that. So we kept in touch, of course. I was like, I need to know you. <laughs> right. So we've been cool ever since. And but she's always been like a travel person, you know, aside from this production. So she decided to mesh both worlds, which to me is the best thing to do when you're figuring out what your passions are mm. to kind of figure out what little parts of you fit into all of these different crafts and make them work together. So she uh she's like i said she's also a writer she's contributed to vogue essence forbes los angeles times like she's really really thorough and and amazing so she created this company called crush global and she hit me up and was like i would love for you to be part of the inaugural travel group with some of your friends who are also influencers and we just send all this black girl magic to cuba and i was like Let's do it. <laughs> and it was amazing because she'd already been to Cuba. So she basically hooked us up with all the tour, the not tours, with all the locals that she befriended on her previous trips. So they took us to like the real deal locations. You know, we didn't do the tourist route. We stayed with a black family in a beautiful house, mm, oh, which nice. was amazing because we got authentic Cuban food. With lorries on it. It was black Cubans. <laughs> we got to, you know, stay in an authentic home. It wasn't this $400 a night, you know, tourist extravaganza in some tourist neighborhood. No, it, it was the, the real deal. <laughs> right. It was not the W. Um, a real deal home, which felt, you felt loved. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you hear her, the woman like, Mopping the floor with the bucket, taking the water out and wringing it. You know, it just mm-hmm. felt very island. Did she have music playing and stuff? Of course. You heard the style of style. So, she was listening to Future. <laughs> no. <laughs> if Young Metro fan looked up. If, what the hell y'all know about Young Metro? <laughs> I know Fetty had a hip out there in Cuba now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think what Kristen's, because obviously there are a lot of travel groups now. I think travel is becoming like a thing now. And there are many of them, but I think what makes her stand out, not just because she's a friend of mine, but because she is focused on affordability. Mm. She understands that not everyone has the access and the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? My brain just like... Ability. <laughs> to ability. be able to, you know, do all that right. expensive ass shit. The priv- <laughs> privilege. The, the privilege. W. I can't even get to the M sometimes. <laughs> I need to know. Okay. Okay. The B. Right. Not everyone has the the time, the money, the luxury, resources. the resources. That that's the word I was looking for. So so right. So she really was like, how can I create a, a program where someone who doesn't have the money can go to somewhere like Cuba? So instead of giving you this flat rate of like you know, here's um, 50 people coming in this group. You all pay me $5,000 and we go hang out in Cuba. You know what I mean? She's basically like, what's your, she sends you a questionnaire and says, what's your budget? How much can you spend? How much do you want to do? What are your interests? Like, are you the type that wants to go bar hop? Are you a beach bum? Do you like museums, like historical culture side of things? Like she wants, you know, she gauges what your personal interests are. And then she custom makes a trip based on what you can do and what you like. 
And I think that's really special. Me too. You know I'm going to have to hit her up about Tokyo. You can totally do that. And she can do individual trips. So if it's like you, if you just want to hit her up and be like, hey, how can you help me organize this Tokyo trip? She can even be there, which I think is the awesome part. And obviously her fee, she'll have a fee for that, but it won't be anything that is a flat rate. It'll be completely based on your income. Mm. And I think that's amazing. It is. Right? Super, super dope. Um, and obviously it's just if you want her to come, you know. Right, I'm just, right, not right. just going to be like, hey, at the hotel. <laughs> hey, girl, you know, I'm right next door that's if you wrong. need anything. Right. Um, and then she can also do the group. Like she did with us, which I think was so fun because imagine seeing these eight black girls with big natural hair just running <laughs> through the streets of Cuba. Like we literally, the cars were stopping. People were like, what the fuck? Y'all was styling on my gram. Yeah, and then we had all our different styles, which to me was exciting. You know, just the different prints and patterns and body types and styles. So that was exciting. My favorite part of Cuba personally was just how much black beauty is appreciated. Mm. Because we were walking through the streets and it didn't matter what country, what color, what age, what gender. People just were breaking their necks to be like, you women are beautiful. Wow. And had to let us know the treatment in the restaurants. Like, we'll bring you the food out faster. Like, you know, it's just wow. love. And wow. I thought that was beautiful because... It doesn't work that way here in the States. <laughs> <laughs> we have to fight a little harder. Well, welcome back to America. Right. <laughs> welcome home. And, you know, let's be realistic. That's not to say that colorism doesn't exist right. anywhere. It absolutely does. We saw hints of that as well. But I'm saying in the neighborhood that we were in, which, is mm -hmm. was, which was with the black family, it was just a lot of love and appreciation. So I thought that was great. That's wonderful. Right? Man. So, and Cuba was just amazing. I think everyone should go. The ticket was cheap. You know, I paid like 300 something dollars for the round trip ticket. That's wow. it. That's it. And it was $50 for the visa that Americans pay. You pay it at the gate when you get to the airport. So it's no stress. You don't have to go to an embassy or anything. Mm -hmm. And then the food is two, three dollars. You can get what? a whole meal. The girls I was with, because, you know, I can't eat seafood. They were eating swordfish, um, lobster risotto, like all Ooh. these really f heavy seafood meals mm. that look like like lobster steaks. Mm -hmm. Like it was so thick. Yeah. Two, three dollars. Good. Googly Ten dollars. Full meals that were like less than ten dollars that they were freaking out because they were like back in the States, this would be like 40, 50 bucks. <laughs> Santi's over here licking his chops. Mm. <laughs> so I just think it's it's just so much culture, so much history, so much liveliness. And be, the crazy part to me, because we had just gotten off of the dopamine loop episode and then I go to an island where there's no Wi-Fi. <laughs> it was amazing to see the difference. Yeah. Like there were actual little kids combing their dolls in on the street corner you know, doing handstands on the wall, cartwheels. People were in the nightclubs and the bars dancing, laughing. People were roaming the streets, sitting around, kissing each other, hugging each other. So much romance, so much love. And I was like, wow, you don't see this at all. <laughs> all you see is people looking down on their phones in the States and trying to get to where they're trying to get. So that was a cool um time warp almost for me to come into straight out of our final our, like our last episode i thought that was so cool how that played itself and the crazy it. thing is when i landed back today as soon as i got out the gate there was like a group of teenagers all like in a circle on the floor all in their phones not even looking at each other i was like welcome back to the loop welcome back <laughs> wow ain't no hair brushing and <laughs> 
hand-holding going on in these streets. <laughs> God damn Could you feel all the radio frequencies and things when you I landed? just felt so clear before. Mm-hmm. I, like, Cuba really cleared me out and <laughs> cleared me out. <laughs> <laughs> the words that I pick. Cuba just really put me in a different headspace. Like, I didn't feel stressed. I had, like, no anxiety. Granted, I'm an American visiting an island. It's a little unrealistic, you know what I mean? Um, but I just felt so free and so clear. And we just had so much fun. We were dancing salsa all night and Aww. singing with strangers and, you know, and random hole-in-the-wall bars. So just a really... Living it up. Yeah, it just reminded me, like, Fran, you got to live more. You got to have more fun, yes. laugh more, and just get out of this damn dopamine loop. Like, for real, for real. So... That's it. Kristen Baswell, you are pure magic. I'm so excited you created this for us. And those of you who are interested in more travel, crushglobaltravel.com. And check the hashtag everywhere, hashtag crushglobal, and you'll see all of our pictures. Crush Global. You know I really want to go to Tokyo this year. So you hit her up. I'm, I'm already thinking, like, all right, I need to think of a block of time. And she's at Crush Global all over the internet. So Boom. hit her up. Boom. And I'm going to hit it. her up because I want to go to them Woodbury Common outlets. Upstate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what, what you oh, and actually, let me give the email. It's contact at crushglobaltravel.com. So when you send her that, she will hit you back. And when you send her the email, please be specific. Don't just yes. be like, hey, I want to travel. Okay. <laughs> like, tell hey, her I want to go somewhere. What's up? Right. Like, tell her the country. Him. Tell her the budget, the you're dates. going by yourself, the dates. Like, be as specific as possible to what your vision of this trip is. And then the more specific you are, the faster the details she can whip up for you. So hit her up and and support a beautiful, amazing, magical black business. That's right. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. Well, black well. Black business segment. And black business segment all in one. <laughs> okay. Black business got the babes belly rolling. <laughs> 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 so let's jump into <clears throat> Dustin's TV land real quick to see what oh, happens. Oh, yeah. Now let's go on and sit it right on Sunday nights on Bravo where it belongs. Is everything back on now? Oh, yeah, it's back on. All right. <laughs> uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta was fantastic this uh, episode. I actually had the pleasure of watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta with A Real Housewife of Atlanta. Seriously? Yes, my friend Cynthia Bailey came to New York. How cool is and we that? We got a chance to spend some time together, and we watched that. Um, and I actually was her guest at Watch What Happens Live, so that was fun. Wait, cool. hold up. Okay, <laughs> what? Yeah, I went to the you show on... with her. No, I wasn't on the show. Oh. I was her <laughs> guest, heart. not a like, guest. Holy no. shit, Dustin was <laughs> on Watch like, Rapids. you know I ain't have no Wi-Fi. You, you gonna know. do that shit when I'm on? The one no. time I'm really not by a TV. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. I was in the audience. I was Cynthia's guest. Holy but, um, shit. I got to watch the show with her, so that was a great perspective to have. And it was just a great episode. I loved the way that, that her and Peter reconnected episode. and things were civil and peaceful. That was fantastic and great to see. It was very refreshing from the, nigga, you ain't shit. Bitch, I hate you. We normally see when people break right. up. They right. were like, you know, civil. So that was great. Um, Kenya Moore and her uh, boyfriend, ex-boyfriend now, but boyfriend at the time, Matt Jordan, who was considerably younger than it, her. It's strange. It's crazy. Estranged ex-boyfriend. They put it under the caption when they showed his name on Bible. I ex? was cracking That's a up. lot. That's what they called him. Um, but I will say that, okay, so basically he stalked Kenya, came to Charlotte after he wasn't supposed to come to Charlotte, after he was supposed to come to Charlotte. 
and he came anyway, even though he wasn't. So once he showed up, he was super aggressive. He stuck his head in the um, Uber that she was in, which was like a full-size uh, GM SUV. And the, the SUV driver rolled the window up. And so when he rolled the window up, I guess it, like, hit Matt's head. You know, his head was in the window. He got a big muscle head. What? So Matt balled his fist up and hit the driver. Now. Okay, wow. Now. <laughs> Can I say that, you know, if somebody rolled my head up in the window, I wouldn't have tightened my fist up, too? Can't say I wouldn't have done the same thing. I understand why, but the problem is that he should not have been there in the first place. Mm. Him he and should Ken's not have had his head inside of okay. the right. in the first place. So, like, but he just, he should, he just, him and Kenya's relationship is so terrible. Um, he's very aggressive with her. Is this she, the one that um, you guys were talking about a couple weeks ago? That yeah. More they were than like likely. fighting. He, he broke her window. Yes, he kicked right, her garage. Right, right. Okay. He did it again. I oh wow! So she to stayed with him after that happened. No. Well, no, they were going on a break, and he wasn't taking the break too well. Right. Got you. Got you. Wow. He sent her text messages saying, like, you know, if you go to the police, you're gonna regret it. If you do this, you're gonna regret it. Very threat. You guys like, serious this, threat. Is like, scripted? like no. come to me with yeah. open arms. Like it was like weird. Like what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Texting right. shit like that. Oh, man. Blocked. But, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> you know. So that part was great. Um, I, Okay, so a couple things. Well, right? before we get started, can I just say, this was the perfect episode for you to have watched with Cynthia. Cynthia, mm -hmm. I just, I have to say, she's given a cute read in the past, <laughs> and I was reminded <laughs> of it this season. When this whole trash that you're going to talk about happened, it made me think of what Cynthia said, win a case. <laughs> so to see her looking <laughs> so damn good this episode, and to be reminded of a great read from the past... Great time, great time. Continue, please. <laughs> okay, so, because you're right. So, long story short, uh, we got a chance this week to see Candy have a conversation with one of her ex-employees um, in his last sector of employment with her, <laughs> um, in their last um, deal that they did together. Um, he posted an Instagram picture that basically called her and her all of her company fake, um, it was very insulting to people who care about Instagram picture captions. Um, <laughs> and so she went off. Long story short, Candy went the fuck off. And what was most amazing to me, as I shared with um, someone else, when Candy was having this argument on television, she had this sky-high, like, genie ponytail in her head. It was very high, and it was very long, and it was very black, and it was very pronounced. And it was the perfect hairstyle for an argument. I told them while I was what? watching, I was like, Candy has the perfect <laughs> hairstyle for an argument. When she was making her point and moving and rolling her neck, everything was just right. And her hair was moving, she was moving, the conversation was moving, and then the ex-employee was moving along. So it was great. She had the perfect argument hair. I couldn't believe I was watching that, but, you know, it was what it was. Um, also, Phaedra, petty, petty, petty Phaedra. I cannot believe it's like the difference between what Candy is doing um, in the fallout of her friendship with Phaedra and what Phaedra is doing in the fallout of her friendship with Candy is that it seems as though to me Phaedra has been wanting to say the things that she's saying and, and make the, the jabs and the verbal insults that she's been making towards Candy for quite some time. Yes. This seems like stuff that she's been wanting to say. Yes. And the, for you two, when you were friends with someone, it's very hard. It feels almost unnatural to say, like, bad things about them or, or mean-spirited things about them that you would normally say in an argument. You feel guilt attached to those things when you even think them. 
And so for her to just so easily, you know, make light of Candy's businesses, um, refer to all of her aunts and mother as those old people, you know, um, say, I don't know what they're doing over there in that plantation or that factory or whatever it is, and the people and the clique and all. You know, she made light of Candy's entire business arrangement, which was funny, but it was very immature. And it, it's just not something that is natural to do when you have a disagreement with someone that you were, like, best friends with. So Phaedra ain't shit. Especially when you're always <laughs> running up talking about black That's women so and business yeah. and supporting people. Right. Because she's know. always the first to grab that soapbox and be like, as black women, we have to support each other and that whole thing. It's like, but th- here you are, first chance you get, first little piece of mess you get. You want to talk about another black woman's business as being less than or throw shade on them. Like, yeah, we're selling sex toys for kids, like making fun of candy and stuff. We'll get there. And that's how you really feel. That's how she really felt. This whole time, whether they're friends or not. Right. That's the sad part. And I'm tired of them little house on the prairie ass clothes she be wearing, too. I guess she's (laughs) supposed to be like the Southern Belle or whatever. I like her weird little, she wears this weird, like, sexual secretary things like this. she just looked like a church hoe. she looked exactly like what she is and the thing about it is did you see when she had on like well you i don't even know why i'm looking at you friend are you talking about the office no when they when she said that candy and shimmy was like that oh like, she said, okay she oh, did that what was that it, was sun lady dress yeah it was like a two-piece but the front was long i'm guessing for coverage but like her the back of her the the back of her waist was out uh-huh, uh-huh. and it was like a full skirt it could have been pretty but she was wearing it. <laughs> oh, my God. And I don't care what nobody say. Phaedra looks just like, and this is mean, but whatever, because it's turning funny around. still. Phaedra looks just like that Snapchat filter. You know that dog filter they have on Snapchat? <laughs> give you them ears and that little nose. That looks just <laughs> like Phaedra. Y'all cannot tell me that you haven't seen that dog filter when they put them ears and, and here's, in that nose. Here's Aside the sad thing. thing. No, but here's the does sad it, thing. Does it or does it you not know, look like Phaedra? You know Phaedra? when the dog sticks his tongue out? You know Phaedra yes. was like, oh. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, what? it's like, what? I knew I wasn't crazy, dog. The first dog, dog. I knew I wasn't crazy, dog. The first time I saw, like when it was talking about filter. the yoni egg and yes. stuff, and she was all like, mm. and even when, even when that boy, that's what she be doing. That's what she does. That's she what she does. Make that nasty and makes those face. noises. I swear y'all are funnier than this show actually is. The real Phaedra came out at that table when she said that Candy and Shamia were fucking. Yeah, she's like, you know, Candy. That's that's the real. She, I'm gonna show you exactly how she did. Now, mind you, friend, she was talking about her ex-best friend, right, being in a lesbian, you know, um, extramarital affair, basically is what she was accusing her of. And, uh, well, not just that, she also said that they all fuck each other. Literally, that's what she said. But she goes, this is how she tells them. This is how she tells them, friend. She does like this. No, I ain't candy, Like, she's, she's whispering and mouthing, pantomiming the words as if she's not Mike. And they're not going to put uh, cla- captions on the scene <laughs> when we watch it. They like this. <laughs> and, and Sheree. Right. What? Who, right. who fucking? Yo, Sheree couldn't take that. Sheree. She doing both. Sh- Sheree was like, ah. Yeah. Hey, Sheree you got to be kidding Sheree, me. No, <laughs> this was, she, she's like, oh, you a motherfucking yeah, that's liar. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> and then, then Phaedra was like. She doing both. That's what she said. Like some aunties. Yeah. Just, it was just oh, very trashy. It was yeah, trashy. Yeah, I cameras in here for she this She want to be a church girl first. You know what I'm saying? Like Nene said, chicks from the hood. Okay? Oh don't even know who they pregnant by. And they know how far, because you know the lie when she, Phaedra, well, you don't, again, I'm sorry, because I know you don't know. Phaedra entered onto this show, okay? 
under the premise of a lie. I remember that. You remember that? I do, yeah. See, everybody, people that don't even watch deal. you know you a liar, Phaedra. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Win a case, like you said. A Win a case. <laughs> but can we just dial back really quickly to, to the to folders that he brought them documents it, well, in, the white of, folders with the gold leaf details? So he was only making $500. So does he not know what average hours a week means? Because he could not have been working. As I'm sorry. He was a terrible employee. And you can see that from the few moments you saw him on the screen every time. Well, He was not averaging 80 hours a week at the candy factory. He, he don't seem like he'd do a whole lot. Well, two things. Number one, I don't know how he was going to average 80 hours at the candy factory when he clearly had another business that he was running. So that's impossible. Second of all... You a loser. And I knew you was a loser the minute you showed up at Phaedra Park's office asking about a legal right. you know, legal help. What's the one that they I've all never see? seen her win a case. Win a case. I have never ever seen Phaedra win in court. Never, not once. Like what did Phaedra, what did Candy say about that check? Not nan never. <laughs> I have never seen her win nan but that's true. another case. You know, Bravo would be the first to be like, you know, if she, if she could throw that read, like, honey, everybody knows what kind of lawyer I am. Like they would play that in her reel. But there has never been a scene where it's like Phaedra smiling and leaving court from a win ever. How are you gonna celebrate and and and? When you discuss what you do as a person who practices law, why would you say I did family law for Bobby Brown? Somebody with a whole <laughs> bunch of kids, oh a whole God. bunch of shit to figure out. We knew they weren't the best relationships. What did you do? In the Keep it like it was? <laughs> oh my For God. my last point, though, for the assistant or whatever he was, does Candy have businesses with Don Juan or Carmen? Like, how would she just come into some restaurant business with him, out of all the people that she got working at the candy factory. I don't know. You know, I just don't believe him. I'm not buying it. I wouldn't buy it if it was sold on sale or on clearance. I'm just not going to have it. Right, but seeing Candy argue with that genie ponytail was priceless. It was, and she walked off real cute and kind of Yes, she too. was. Moving on to Married <laughs> to Madison, Atlanta. Um, great episode again. This has been one of the best seasons of Married to Medicine of all time. Each episode just gives us so many jokes and one-liners and witty situations and also a whole lot of good black on TV. You get to see all these black medical professionals and IT professionals and um, um, college basketball coaches and their children excelling academically and then having multiple homes and multiple streams of income and nice. supporting black businesses. Yes. You see all this on TV every week, so don't sleep. You guys like, really something... speak highly of this show. Yeah, yeah that, that, the believe it or not, there's a lot of bullshit, but like, if you really <laughs> pay attention, they're doing something good by putting all this on TV. Those of you listening... Leave a comment on SoundCloud and let me know if Dustin and Asante are gassing this show. Yeah. <laughs> Married to Medicine? If you're yeah. watching look, look, it, let me tell, tell you, me the truth. Let me tell yep. you, Married to Medicine, <laughs> I didn't watch it for seasons. You know, I watch all the trash. I didn't watch it for seasons, but there was that Cinnamon Girls episode that yes. changed the game for me. <laughs> it changed the game. It changed the game because it was petty old church reads going back and forth, and it was so classic and classy, and it was so reminiscent of how women in Atlanta actually are. Women in Atlanta are very smart. They're very educated. They can read each other without sharp. calling each other bitches yes like just sharp and still just old churchy and stuff but like <laughs> not in a judgmental way because dr or dr heavenly can call you a bitch and still like read you down without doing that did you see her and, dancing on that boat i thought i was going to pass out your homework she this don't week drink no more so you know please watch this week's episode of married to medicine um it's called hawaii five solo and there's a clip of Dr. Heavenly dancing on this boat. They were like on just a regular boat on the water. But the way, friends, she was dancing like this. 
<laughs> so why, she she was purposely like putting some stank on the way she was dancing, and it was the funniest. I've hated her for seasons, but she's always been funny. And always. She had me rolling this episode. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go into a lot of Watch detail. Watch this episode. Watch this episode and leave the comment. Toya put getting on Mariah's scooter. And then Mariah saying, I don't know where she was going. Maybe she was going to scoot to H&I Block. I hate Mariah, but Mariah saying, well, it's two toys. I thought it was a fake toy and a real toy, but it's really a poor toy and a rich toy. That, that, I'm telling you, like, it has been hilarious. Married to Medicine will catch up if you haven't caught up. Thank you. Shout out to everybody. I keep getting all these tweets of people who are saying that they've been binge-watching the show and loving it because I talked about it. (laughs) So keep it up. Um, Little Women Atlanta was absolutely excellent. I cannot. I am completely addicted, and you're coming over, and I'm forcing your ass to watch it. Let me tell you what I'm about to tell you. You're on board. (laughs) You're on board. Friend, I I haven't said that. They were arguing about if this lady was a dwarf or not. And not only was she a dwarf, she had a new type of dwarfism. Like I remember he said that on I, last I, I week's I saw episode. it with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. And I saw them saw all. saw her say, don't let these bitches get monetized. I saw them all fighting. I saw <laughs> the fight in Houston or, or, or Dallas, wherever the other one is, where the the black one was having to fight all of them. And then the regular size woman, they were she started fighting them because they were all ganging up on the other one. And so the uh, dwarf, she was like, we don't want to fight. No average size bitches in here yeah. hitting us. They're not supposed to touch us. Yeah. And I thought that shit was so funny how they and were just clowning average shit. size. Yes. Like, they were really, I could not On the reunion, the, the host asked them if they would date um, another, you know, another, uh, if they would date a man that was a little person. And they all said no. They all said no. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The whole cast. But you know what? Oh, they shit. don't need to. Some of them. I don't know what it is, but some of the men were fine. Like the that word that they pull, and I don't know what it is, but I wouldn't. Never mind. Well, it's they, because if you literally look at that as what it is, it's not like something that's, you know, it's just that like a lot of them. One of the um, young ladies on the one of the women on the show said that her type of dwarfism, I guess her limb, everything on her body was average size. It was just literally her arms and legs were shorter than the most people, but like still like her head, her torso. You know, her breasts, everything, her buttocks, everything was, like, the same size as a regular person. And so if you're, if you're like, a mature person, seriously, in, like, a relationship, and that's something that you can look, you know, I guess that's something that is, you know, okay with you, they be pulling niggas. You should see, like... I'm telling you. Yeah, friend. No, I'm not watching. <laughs> somebody somebody said that it. to me, and I was like, what? And then I was seeing the dudes, and I was like, what? You don't even think about, after you watch the show <laughs> right, for you, so long, you don't even think about the fact that they're quote-unquote little women. You just get captivated by these storylines. Yeah, right. e- even in the first, like, two to five minutes, it's like normal. You forget. Y- yeah. You totally forget <laughs> until Minnie's mama. Who, let me, before it's we, always before we break this down, Minnie's mama... Not just Minnie's mama. This goes for Mama Joyce. This goes for a lot. This goes for Mandisi's mama. Well, not her, because I like what she does. What about I Mama like D? what Mama Joyce does too. Oh, Mama D, all of them. Get your mamas, y'all, okay? Because they all let y'all are letting your mothers get out of control. And it's only so much respect that people will have. You know, if, if someone's mother has a moment and has an argument like that, then everybody keeps in mind that that's your mama. But if that becomes a pattern of behavior and they just, your mama is always fucking with people and getting in shit, your mama will get her ass slapped. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm, I am afraid 
some of the things that Mama Joyce has done, some of the things that um, these mothers are just going too far and they're involving themselves like in the arguments and everybody ain't going to care. You know, like at a certain point, all their respect is like out of the window. So <laughs> you, know who get your mom you know who scares me in that manner? Who? Portia. Not that I feel like Portia will swing on Mama Joyce, but you know, if it came down to it, mm-hmm. Portia's going to swing. And the way that Portia's kind of coming in and inserting herself in business, and the way Mama Joyce inserts herself in business. But see, see, Mama Joyce got a daughter named Candy Burris. Oh, and one thing about it, you ain't even going to get in arm's reach of Mama Joyce. (laughs) Candy, especially, and Candy already don't like, see, like that Carmen shit, Candy and Carmen was still cool, so she was just holding Joyce back. Let Mama Joyce and Portia get into it, her Mama Joyce. You see, she got it. She wouldn't even let her talk to Phaedra. Mama, let's go eat. Because if it goes down, you know what Candy I'm is going to, to rip right. their faces off of their bodies. So, like, True. just get your mama to avoid conflict. Stop letting your mamas get in arguments and shit before your mama be on the floor and then you want to fight everybody. <laughs> That's all. Just a suggestion. <laughs> get your mama. Get your mama. Is that it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ain't no more left. <laughs> Wait, so you only watch reality shows? Mm-mm. I only talk about watching reality <laughs> shows. I watch a whole lot of other shit. I'm obsessed with This Is Us. There's so oh, many other shows that I'm obsessed on? with. Yes, yeah, starting this week. I'm scared. To s- I s- someone already ruined it for me. I saw a spoiler today. Damn. As soon as I landed, I looked. I was like, damn it. <laughs> I don't want to know anything. I won't. I won't say it. I won't tell you. You know what it, the spoilers, but I won't ruin it for you. <laughs> Do I? Yeah, I think it will happen when it ended. Yeah, so you know what the spoiler is about, I should say. But okay, never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I watch several other. Don't get it twisted, y'all. I watch a lot of things. I just have more fun talking about you enjoy reality television, right. and so that's what we discuss because we can kind of just keep it going. So keep that's it. it. Make sure you tune now. in. <laughs> Married to Medicine and reality, Real Housewives of Atlanta and Little Women Atlanta, so we can talk about it again next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again to Bevel for supporting this week's episode of The Friend Zone. It's the first and only shaving system designed for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Nine out of ten Bevel customers continue to come back because they see the results. A clean shave that reduces and prevents razor bumps. Where can you go wrong with that? Let's go ahead and go to getbevel.com slash friendzone to order your Bevel today and get that first month for free. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash friendzone to get the first month of your Bevel subscription for free. Start shaving smarter today with Bevel. So now let's go over to Mr. Music, man. Yes. So because, low-key, I'm kind of ready to get out of here, we're going to keep this segment real cute and cunt. Um, I want to do this. <laughs> I was feeling myself right then. No, I don't know why I said that either. So anyway... I've decided that we need to take back the visual game. We need to take back watching music videos and paying attention to what people are are showing us and what they got going on. So from here on out, I'm going to start doing, like, YouTube playlists of music videos. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to have it to where it can be submitted to me. So just tweet me with the hashtag, um, uh, the friend zone, hashtag the friend zone MM, because it'll be the friend zone music man. 
And from there, I'm going to make a YouTube playlist of some videos that we should all watch. And we can either watch them together, live tweet them, whatever. Oh, really but cute. I just think it's really dope because I was watching music videos on the YouTube app on my TV. And I was just like, damn, ain't nobody talking about none of these fucking videos. Like, oh, like new ones? Yeah. There's oh, some wow. good ones out. Latoya Lucky just put out like an eight minute video for her new song, really? Back to Life. Yeah. See, I ain't even See, we don't Does talk about that. she have blonde hair in it? No, like she has a short cover haircut. Her oh. co- cover art, yes. Okay. It's like blue with, and then she's got blonde yeah. short hair. Yeah. Yeah. Like the blonde bob. Mm-hmm. So, you know what actually made me want to start this segment? <laughs> Migos t shirt. The way that that video looks. Oh, my looks, God, yeah. It is, Frank, you got to watch this video. What does video. it look like? It's just a and beautiful the styling, ass. like. So it's like, you know, the Migos is fucking, I don't know if they're supposed to be doing um, Game of Thrones or what, but they got on all these expensive-ass furs, and they in the snow. And uh, one of the comedic actors is in this video, too. But they in the hut, and they throw the cash in this big-ass, like, fur satchel and shit. And it's just <laughs> shot in the snow, beautiful as hell. No real storyline, just a nigga-ass video. But it's it was just, just a marriage the way that it looked. Nice. Yeah, and I was like, you know, you can get away with that. Is their music good? Yes. yes. They have the number one song in the country But is right it now. good, like, stupid good, like Lil Uzi Vert, no. or good, good, like, creative? They- it's creative. Quavo, Knowles, Carter. People <laughs> refer to Quavo as Quavo, Knowles, Carter. Like, the Migos is a thing. Like they're they're talented and they're a cultural phenomenon. The way that they Seriously. rap, I gotta really the way that them. they rap, the way that they tell stories, the way that they put stuff together, like it's mm-hmm. it's nobody doing it like that right now. Like for for rappers, like even if you say like a little Uzi Vert, he's literally just like trying to in his way, I guess, harmonize with the beat, if you will. Like yeah yeah yeah, like it's like you're not rapping, <laughs> you trying to sing or something. Oh wait, you, I think I got it. it wrong. It might be Lil Yachty that I meant. That's who you talking but, about. But it's, <laughs> Sorry, but it's all the same thing, really. It's all these Lils that came out around this time, and I think when Lil Yachty came out, he was talking about he didn't, you know, know a whole lot of rappers or whatever. He just wanted to rap because of the, the way it looked and stuff. He was different looking. He's like I could be a rapper. Like it wasn't even for the art of wordplay or production or anything like that. And he started to find his sound and rap off beat and shit, which is kind of, you know, quirky. But he hits every now and then. But he has a new music video out too called Shoot Out the Roof. And it's like they're doing paintball in the video and they have on these all white outfits and you get to really like enjoy how he looks. And for some of it, you can hear some of what he's saying and you might think he's got like a bar or two more than I expected him to. So visuals, I want to bring those back. So tweet me with some videos that you want to see. I think that you should definitely check out the Migos video, the T-shirt video, just for the look. You should also check out Big Sean, who's got a new video out for Moves. Mm-hmm. He's already throwing oh, out another yeah? single. <laughs> Big Sean, I was telling y'all, it's my hero. And the Bounce Back video, he just dropped like two or three weeks ago. Which is the jam. The jam. And last week, we were talking about J-Lo. We're waiting for tonight. <gasps> I got a J-Lo story, y'all. What? Oh, my God. Tell me. Listen to what the fuck happened to me, y'all. Okay. Oh I'm going to make God. it quick so we can go. <laughs> Long story short, I was in a lift the other night, and... I was kind of on my phone, you know, whatever. And I was in the dopamine loop. (laughs) But I was still hearing what was going on. And I was like, that is the motherfucking jam. So I started tweeting about it. I'm like, I don't know what song this is. Because she was singing in Spanish, and I can't oh, speak Spanish. Oh, her song with Mark Anthony? Yes, they was (laughs) When I tell you they were jamming, so I asked the Lyft driver, I'm like, hey, I like this song. Who is it? He told me that it was a remake of an original. So I'm like, well, what are they talking about? Because all I know is I literally like how it sounds. I don't even know what they're talking about. And he was like, well, long story short, (laughs) they used to be together. And apparently he left for like two years and then tried to come back like it was all good. And Jennifer Lopez was saying, like, I'm not having it. You can't just be walking out and coming back when you feel like it. I wonder if this is a true story. And once I heard it. And, and listen to, like, the inflection behind her voice, the way she was singing, it made perfect sense. Mm. <laughs> and then 
Did you know that Jennifer Lopez sounds totally different when she sings in Spanish? Why didn't nobody tell me she was like a powerhouse vocalist in Spanish? Wow. In English, she all right for me, me, me around the house. I'm telling you, in Spanish, I was like, she is like blowing. Have you heard her singing in Spanish? <laughs> I was blown away. I was in the backseat of that lift. I said, I know I'm in the back and the radio in the front, Archie but this sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jennifer Lopez has a six octave range in Spanish. Ain't nobody okay. tell me nothing. <laughs> she need to translate it. Man. She sound like Fantasia in Spanish. <laughs> Ain't nobody told me nothing. Put that through the Google Translate and let no, me tell you what she sound like. Stop. Mm-hmm. Well, outside of the so big show. But Mark story. Anthony uh, vocal producers her when they work on records. So he be having so his fist balled up in the know, studio. Say like, it! He's a good ass. Uh-huh. He's incredible. So he knows how to bring it out of her. <laughs> That's so Big Sean after dropping <laughs> so, the bounce back so video, Big Sean. which had very very awesome <laughs> colors. You are <laughs> I know, thank you. Um, there were really dope colors in the, the bounce back video, and I loved it and fell in love with it. And then he just dropped the moves video right after, which is a dope song, and I like the song. So watch those music videos. And the very last music video I'm going to give you to watch because. Um, I want to focus a little bit more on pop this year than I have in the past few years. Really? Yeah, I've been, you know, I've been down hip. I've been down so long. It's looking like up to me. Who's pop Hip-hop. now? So <laughs> I, I'm gonna say pop R&B still. You know, oh. I still gotta be over here. Uh, so Tanache <laughs> dropped like, her visual. Ariana. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. <laughs> um, Tanache dropped her new music video. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with t- who Tanache is? Yeah. What? <laughs> you know, oh I always God. have to do that with uh, Crystal and Fury. Like when I'm talking about somebody, like, Tina who she? is Tanasha? Uh, uh, so <laughs> Tanasha dropped a music video for Company, and she danced her little heart off. Yay. She danced her little soul out. Um, I want people to watch that. Tell me what they think of her. People that don't know who she is or aren't familiar with her, yes. or maybe you are familiar with her and you just want to get to know what she's doing this time around. Um, I, I really ask a lot of my pop people, but I'm giving her some passes on some things. And uh, this music video, I'm glad that she danced her ass off in this video because some of the time she doesn't give me all I need. So she's given me a very, very great long resume over the last year and is giving me some new stuff this year. So pay attention to her, Yay. see where she's going, and let's go with her. She works hard. She Every does. time I see a video, it seems like she is going hard. Yes. Especially like- the, the choreography. Is this video, was there like a dude, like it was like a group of them and there's mm-hmm. a dude dancing with her? Yeah. And then okay, the dude changes. I saw, I saw a gif oh, yeah. of him like on standing over her or something. She was like on the floor. I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it looked cool. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. I, I have a music it. video for you guys. This is homework Uh-oh. too. I'm serious. This, I saw me. this today. Well, beyond that, which is the greatest <laughs> music video of ever. all time, only next to Thriller and We Found Love by Rihanna. But not neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I saw a video. Somebody turned "This Is What You Came For" that Rihanna and Calvin Harris, Calvin Harris song mm-hmm. into like an '80s power ballad. Ooh! Literally, what? look it up. It's a go on YouTube, you guys, and look up Rihanna. Um, this is what you came for '80s remix. Apparently, there's this new culture of people of of people like make turning songs into like '80s power rock ballads. Like it's hilarious, but it's good but it at the same. Oh my god! Official? Yes, and they even like like um, manipulated the video a little bit to make it look like it's like old, as if it what? was like on video VHS. <laughs> it's so dope. So look up look up Rihanna. Um, this is what you came for '80s remix. 
and tell me how tell me how it's looking, babe. <laughs> okay, I have one more. I'm sorry, this is the last music video. Mm-hmm. I need to shout out the person who uh I need to shout out Anya A N Y A H one oh one for on Twitter. She sent me a music video by Ace T and I need all the who? people I'm gonna tell you. This is literally just so random. Um Ace T, I don't know who this person is, but the young lady has this really, really, really dope video and they are getting it in dancing and I just want you all to check out this video. I think it's in German, but she looks really cool, and the track is really hot, and, like, it's, they get it in dancing. So if you've heard this song, um, Bist Too Down, and you know what it means, tell me what it means. What did you say? It's Ace T's Bist Too Down. She's going to say it over and over, but, like, it's, like, really cool vibe like, black music, and it kind of got, like, a Missy Elliott look to it, and it's, like, a house party shit, like. Oh, she's cute. Bust too down. Wait, so someone just tweeted this to you? Yes, yeah, somebody tweeted like this video. It. So that's why I want people to tweet me some music videos. Let me know what you're watching. Cause it's we giving need to... me a UK vibe. Yeah, I think she's German. So let's see. Hey, hey. Let's go overseas and see what we can see. I think she's trolling. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kelly rolling. <laughs> All right, we're going to segue over from the music man to the asking for a friend. Mm. <laughs> Not the listener letter. And not an associate. <laughs> Don't forget to email us. <laughs> I can't. Don't God forget, me down today. Don't forget to email us at the friends on at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Now let's get it. All right, this one's titled Help Me with This Issue in My Life. I'm fresh out of a relationship and I'm so down. We dated on and off for seven years, and during that time he hurt me time and time again and I took him back. I always forgave him, and because I love him, I know I had to accept him, flaws and all. However, the tables turned, and I hurt him. I started paying attention to another man while in my relationship because he was very distant from me. Long story short, he found out about it and broke up with me. I'm kind of angry about it because I feel like he didn't accept me where I was at the time, and he just left. He seems to be so happy and free and pretty much bashes my character. I'm so confused because I never acted that way towards him. It's starting to make me question myself and my worth. I feel very insecure about my actions, and I feel no one would want to date me because of it. I'm not sure if I should have a conversation with him or just move forward and forgive myself. I'm so confused right now. Yeah. <laughs> Is it I, just me? I'm, I'm not necessarily confused. I'm just, I want to be clear on, like, I want you to take this the right way. Um, I think that your partner, your ex-partner, I should say. Well, to answer your question, I don't think that you should call him and reach out. No. Um, I think that your relationship has definitely run its course, and I think that what would be the most beneficial for you both is just to to do your own thing. You just said he seemed so happy um, and so free, and I think that he was kind of waiting for an opportunity to make his exit. Mm. And I think you gave it to him when you made your mistake and asked for forgiveness and he took that as his opportunity to go because that's exactly what he did. You forgave him countless times for things that I'm assuming you could have ended the relationship over, um, and he kept doing them, and you kept allowing him to do them, and as soon as you made a mistake, he said, no, thanks, I'm out of here, and now he seems happy. So he was just done. People get over relationships. Sometimes they want to move on. It happens. It stings. It's no fun, and it definitely does make you question your self-worth and question your value, but that's something that you really don't have to do. You just need to be clear that he was ready to go and that he is now gone and then recognize the freedoms that you now have Mm. to do things that you weren't able to do before to entertain people and men, like how you were stimulated by that gentleman that you kind of broke the trust. Well, 
not really trust because you're it really wasn't none. But like the, right. the the mistake that you made, you can now entertain those types of relationships and connections freely and in peace. And you just never know what you might find. So to me, it makes much more sense to move forward towards something new and fresh and healthy and beneficial um, than to go backwards into something that is obviously the opposite of those things. So, anybody else? <laughs> Um, I just, I, and obviously speaking from experience, I think you have to sit and ask yourself, why? what is it about your self-worth that you think is, that you should continue to accept someone hurting you over and over and over again and then prioritize his pain over yours when you just simply reacting? <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like the fact that you're sad about what you did to him, but why aren't you sad about what, what you're allowing yourself to become in this relationship. Mm. That should be more of your concern. Why is it that you think this is what you deserve? I don't understand mm. that, you know? And I had to ask myself that because the first, when I was with someone and they kept hurting me, I would take them back, take them back, take them back. And then I was like, girl, <laughs> what are mm -hmm. you telling the world about yourself? And what are you allowing this man to believe about what you believe about yourself, that you continue to take him back when he is proving to you time and time again that he doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. I mean, <laughs> I just... That's a problem. I just think that you are looking at this wrong. These are This is something that has happened to you, yes, but it also happened for you. <laughs> you are finally free. And I think it sucks because you're looking at it as, you know, you gave something up. And to be and to be here and stay, and this person didn't. But it's like you should just know moving forward, like okay, you are capable of doing such, but you are also allowed, and you deserve healthy relationships with people. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be able to feel how you want to feel. And if this was a person that wasn't allow you, allowing you to do any of that, now you are free of them, and you can move forward being free and moving forward how you are and how you've been. You don't have to worry about this other person speaking down on you and this, you know, up and down. It's like this roller coaster, and I guess you thought it was fun for a while, but take some time, clear your head, realize that you can go get a, get you another ride if you want somewhere else, though. You don't have to keep going back into that cycle because if he's happy over where he's at and he's bashing you, I guess he wants some of your attention, but he don't deserve that. You deserve all of your attention, and you deserve to be happy and have that focus somewhere else. Yeah, love is not suffering. It may hurt because you have to shed certain parts of yourself so that both of you can progress together, but it should never leave you suffering. That's just not where you need to be in any situation. Work, personal, love, like, just don't do it. Don't do it. Sex. <laughs> don't do it. Please you know, like don't a little suffering it. during sex? Hell no. That's <laughs> <laughs> just supposed to feel good. <laughs> I understand all that biting and shit. I wish I'd knock your teeth out your mouth if you bite me. Biting me? <laughs> shit ain't sexy. Nah, it's all that pain. Is play. All that shit is bullshit. Whoever whoever told y'all that was lying. You know about the candle wax? Go ahead. Ooh. Smelling them mm -hmm. on the side. Of, <laughs> looking at them, smelling them. Me. Yeah, but no. <laughs> right, what's sexy about burning? Put some hot shit on me. And let it feel like it's burning. That's not sexy. <laughs> little wooden what kind paddle. of shit is that? <laughs> little, little spiked paddle. But anyway. Asante's giving us a peek into his right. personals over here. Yeah, you know, if I'm on this lip candy service. candy-coated sex done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you, we did you and the... Shamia like, man, like, Asante and Shamia Listen, like, Listen, Shamia do can't. got that donkey on her. <laughs> what well, Shamia's ass. And let me tell you, one, one last thing about TV. 
Bravo is being super, super, super petty with the edits right now because they know that this gay rumor is flying around about Candy and Shamia. So they have been like anything that could even hint toward them having some sort of like sexual energy or whatever, Bravo is highlighting it in the editing. <laughs> Example, when they were leaving the Yoni X fight, Shamia was like, yeah, Candy, Candy would, would love, love this Look, her candy coated. She, we got to bring her she next She said it time. like a few times in that yes. one. Yeah, she would love this. Candy, she would love this. Oh, Cynthia God. showed her breast. Candy was like, can we feel them to see how what it feels like? And <laughs> right. she grabbed them and Bravo like, they're just overly showing like all this lesbian-esque like tone shit and they're being petty and shady, but that's okay. Go ahead, Asante. <laughs> so I wanted to, I chose that email because I just wanted to let you know, young lady, that you just need to go listen to Aretha Franklin's A Rose is Still a Rose. And remember. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you are so random. Because <laughs> I felt like, you know, baby girl needed some You're guidance. still a flower. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you seven years relationship. <laughs> That's right. Oh, hey. When Faith Evans is there, okay. Lauren Hill, okay. I'm telling There's you. That's another video for y'all to watch. Yes. What well, ooh, they what I am is what ooh. I am. Please watch a rose is still a rose. That's from my me and Asante Damn. <laughs> watch that as homework. Lord, you didn't took me back. <laughs> on. Let me see a Riri on title right now. <laughs> Riri. Riri the body. Ooh. Well, I got my church in. <laughs> I, I got my church announcements off the way. Brand Dustin, take destiny. <laughs> um, nothing. Thank you guys for all the support while I was at the White House. Your comments under the picture was so sweet. You look so cute. Friend. I like your I like your business attire. My business attire. <laughs> the, I am in the attire seen... of my business. Okay. <laughs> so you had to. I wish you could have seen the faces of the White House aides when I walked in. They were like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, you you are very you. Damn right. Right, but um, that was an epic experience, and then obviously going straight to Cuba from the White House was pretty epic, and then coming straight to the friend zone after Cuba. So it's been an amazing week. You ready to sit no. your ass well, pass down? Pass me the baton. Listen, pass no. me the baton, friend. I'm gonna take some of your busy this week. <laughs> and I will be on HuffPost live. Um, for Black Voices, yeah. yes, there are. Uh, it's the premiere of their second season, and I will be the guest on the premiere episode, and that Friends. will be this Thursday. This week is a doozy, but I mean, I like that I'm bringing in the year hard. So. That's right. So that's it. That's let it them much. know. <laughs> I'm letting them know. I'll be posting all those links yes. uh, for you guys on Thursday, obviously, so that you can click it and stream it straight from Twitter. And that's it for me for this week. What else, Dustin? I can't talk about it yet, but I got some shit to tell y'all soon. So keep your ears open and clean. (laughs) Well, that's it for this week's show because we already did the black business during the wellness. And thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. We love you guys. And we will listen to you. you. That's how tired I am. (laughs) 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 We will listen to you some other life. We tired, y'all. We got I got a 9 to 5 and a 24-7. I got to go. I'll talk to y'all later. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. 
Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.